You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly, and joined with me as always is... El Jefe Loco. How you doing today? Uh, well, you know, I went to Starbucks. Again, they failed me. They failed you again. How, <laughs> they, how'd they fail you this morning? They, they gave me a generic coffee. I, I saw you were drinking, like, Seattle's Best Coffee or something like that. Yeah, like, I, I, I told him, I said, I wanted a pumpkin spice latte, you know. Like a that, true white girl. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Ugg boots on and everything. I watch Mean Girls. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> and I have the beard to match it, all right? <laughs> the bearded lady. Yeah, I'm, I'm like off of a American Horror Story <laughs> freak show. <laughs> but no, they gave me a generic coffee. I was like, here, here's the, here's the mix. Just, just put a coffee, put the coffee in. I was like, okay. Was it just... the same price? No, it was cheaper. Oh, uh, okay. So, I was going to say, if it was the same price, I'd be like, mm, no, no she, thank you. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's actually cheaper when you do it. Okay, I'll start doing this. <laughs> you, can you give me that generic coffee you got over there? <clears throat> I don't want that Starbucks brand. Yeah, bring me the generic. <laughs> so other than that, your, your day's been all right? Yeah, so yeah. Far. I mean, it is early, so. Yeah, it, it's about, what, 8 o'clock right now? Yeah, 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Always uh, fun. My day has, I've, I've done nothing. I got up, got my daughter off and ready to school, and uh, came to state. So I haven't had any anything to kind of disappoint me or, or excite me so far <laughs> on today. Uh, but the day is young, like we said. Um, going to kick things off with the week that was at West Virginia State University. Um, starting it off, you know, last week we were real excited heading into the football game. And we were uh, we were you know predicting on air we predicted a a, a pretty easy win against the uh, UVA Wise Cavaliers excuse me um, that however wasn't the case as it, it was a good game um, and, and the crowds were were a little small for this game um, and you know I understand that you know you've got you've got state who you know the record is what it is and then UVA Wise hasn't hadn't won a game at that point. Um, so I understand, you know, it's not a real big, like, marquee matchup, and it was yeah. a, actually a nice, nice day. So, you know, I understand people not coming out for that, but it, it was a little disheartening just to look out there in the stands and not see uh, see hardly anybody out there. Uh, but the Yellow Jackets, um, we did fall at home to UVA-wise of a score of, score of 16-13. to 13. Um, It was just, it was one of those games, we had our chances to win that game several times. Mm-hmm. We left seven points on the board between two missed field goals and a missed PAT, so that right there alone would have been the difference. We would have, you know, we'd have won this game instead of instead of walking out with a with a loss. Um, you could tell that UVA Wise was fired up about this game, yeah. Because you know, you know their season, they're just playing for pride right now. They 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 haven't they hadn't won a game at this point. There's three games left in the season, you know, and it they've got a rough rest of the schedule. And, um, well, that, and they was hungry for a win. Yeah, they were extremely hungry for a win. It, it, it was a lot like last year's West Virginia State squad. They gave every team that they played fits because they had nothing to lose. You know, yeah. they, they they were fight out there fighting and scratching for a win. And um, you know, just like last year when we almost beat Glenville State at home um, in the waning moments of that game, UVA was had to take that game wire to wire for us to for you know to come out with a W. So I just want to um, real quick. Even though you know we lost, I'd like to say congratulations to Coach 
Dewey Lusk of UVA Wise. Um, because, you know, from last year's standpoint, um, you know, watching West Virginia State, you know, have a uh, winless season, I know how hard it is and I know how happy um, we were as fans when we were able to get our first win to open up the season against Lockhaven uh, to kind of get that monkey off the back of the program, off yeah. the uh, coaching staff, everything. So, you know, just again, congratulations to Dewey Lusk. Um, glad to see you got a win. Hate to see that it came against us, but, you know, congratulations <clears throat> nonetheless. Um, and with that being said, our team played, you know, played well in the game. You know, we're missing we're missing a few defensive players. Um, we had an offensive lineman go, go down early in the game, and so we had to bring a backup lineman in. And after that, um, UVA Wise kind of caught a break with that, and they were able to, because prior to uh, the offensive lineman going down, our running back and Matt Kinnick were able to do just pretty much whatever they wanted driving down the field. Mm-hmm. And then when our offensive lineman went down and they brought in the backup, it just uh, it you know they they lost that um, continuity on the offensive line. Yeah. And when you're playing with somebody who who necessarily doesn't usually take the number one reps, then you know things are different. Each each person on the offensive line plays a different way. Yeah. So you know. If you're used to somebody blocking, you know, being a strong blocker on this side, well, then he goes down and you get somebody who's completely weak on that side but a great blocker on, a, you know, on his opposite side. So it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that I think our offensive line will be better. We'll have better play this this upcoming weekend against Notre Dame College in Ohio. Um, our offensive line, even after the injury to um, one of our starters, only gave up two sacks. And I can't speak enough about um, – you know the coaching staff and how how well they've turned around that offensive line. Yeah, they you know they went last year and you know Tyler Seals, our quarterback last year, had about three seconds every play to get the ball off. This year, Kinnick's got all kinds of time, and uh, so just again, congrats, uh, just really impressed by our offensive line coaches and how they got those guys to perform this week or in every week of the season. Um, and like I said, you know we left points on the board, and you know no matter who you play, you can't. You know, a, a touchdown, the equivalent of a touchdown, it, you know, that would have definitely been the difference in this game. But it's it's hard to win games when you leave points on the board. Yeah. Um, you know, they speaking of um, players of the game, defensively I'm going to go Winley Ballard. Um, he's got 15 total tackles in that game, and he was just really constantly all around the ball. Um, William Merritt blocked a PAT um, by the by, – by what UVA was, excuse me – and then he also had, I believe, 11 tackles in that game. So he, mm-hmm. he was also a strong contender. Um, and then offensively, uh, Matt Kinnick, he, he rushed the ball eight times for 13 yards, which, you know, if you look at that right there, it's like, oh, that's not too impressive. Yeah. But he had two rushing touchdowns and was, was trying to get a third late in the game. Um, this game really didn't feature that much of a passing attack from either team as, you know, UVA-wise – as a team, they went five for twenty for sixty-five yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And West Virginia State, Matt Kinnick went twelve of thirty-one, two interceptions with ninety-six yards. Mm-hmm. So you know those two interceptions, they they came at some rough times, and we got some penalties at some rough times. But um, at the end of the day, it was good to see that we were in an opportunity. We had an opportunity to come back, you know, despite you know a pretty much a non-passing game from either team. Um, we had ourselves in positions to come back and you know play and try to get a W in this game. So, you know, we're a young team. We were talking about that off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and you, we are, we're a young team, and I think next year we're going to be we're gonna be a lot better. Well, you know, we've got a good young talent nucleus. Well, you know, we, we, we have a redshirt 
freshman mechanic who is the quarterback, starting quarterback, who is trying to lead this team. And that I just I can't imagine being a freshman and having a, a college football team being thrown into your lap. Yeah. So, you know, and <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a little reference from uh, Marshall. All right. I know that we I know that we don't talk we don't talk very much about other colleges, but you know you look at Rocking Cato, all right, he's in the Heisman running right now. When he first came to uh, Marshall, he was a starting quarterback. He was a freshman, and he didn't know how to really coordinate yeah, he, that coordinate the offense. So you know, it, I I can I can see that, and I could see Kinnick in the future within the next three years being able to. Uh, Care, to, being able to lead this team in the right direction. Yeah. Well, he he is doing. Um, he is playing. You know, well. Like you, um, we talked to Coach Anderson yesterday, um, and he was talking about how you know, with being a young team, yeah, you're gonna have growing pains. He said, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have stumbling blocks and everything like that. He said, but um, you know, if you look at our offensive side of the ball, we have Kinnick, who's a freshman. We have Quentin Gray, who's a freshman, and those two make an exciting tandem. And it's only gonna be it's only gonna be fun. it's gonna be real fun to watch them grow, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, like um, they did down in Marshall. Um, you know, you got those two, and then all of our running backs back there, whether it's Kelvin Kelvin Barrett, um, Tevin Brown, Deontay Brown, those are all freshmen. Yeah. Um, and they're all three. You know, Kelvin Barrett, he got to play this past weekend because Tevin Brown was hurt, um, and so he got to play. And he made the most of his opportunities. He got he rushed for like seven seven attempts for like thirty three yards. Yeah. Which you know he you know if you look at it you're like oh man that's that's really not all that much, but in a low scoring defensive and this game was a defensive you know chess match that this past weekend um and he was able to go in there and pick up yards and for this to be his first real true game action yeah pretty impressed by him so I, you know I think we have a good young talent of nucleus or nucleus talent. And I think we're going to be good, and you know we're good. We're we're a we're a team that's you know like Coach Anderson said under construction. You know we're 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 just trying to get better each and every day. And I think you know it, it, maybe not to a casual fan, but to somebody that's followed West Virginia State athletics this pet from last season to this season. Um, you know last year we didn't win a game in football, no. and there was a few games that we weren't even close. A, a lot more games that we weren't even didn't even have a shot in. And this season, you know our record is. Two or one and yeah, two and six, um, and uh, two and two and I'm sorry, two and seven. Excuse me, we're two and seven, and um, you know there were several games that we actually had a shot at winning that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know had that had the ball bounced a different way or had a pass been completed here or you know just certain little things had Lady Luck you know done been on our side that day we could have walked away with a W. So that's a huge difference from last year's team. Is, is I think we're a t- more talented team. I think you know Coach Anderson has been able to implement his uh, implement his coaching style and gotten the players to buy in, and it is only gonna, you know, we're only gonna get better each yeah. and every year. Um, you got anything else to talk about? No, just just what I talked about. You know, they're, they're ba- they they basically are the you know young Yellow Jackets. So. Yeah, they are an extremely young team, and it'll be definitely fun to watch oh yeah fun to watch them grow especially the years to come yeah most definitely um volleyball they were in action um over the weekend they played glenville state college uh and they they won three to nothing mm-hmm. so they they have swept glenville both times they've played them in three oh sets um and then they p- 
played on the uh, 28th here at home um, against UC. Yeah. Uh, we did fall, however, in that match uh, 3-0 on that. Uh, and that was UC kind of getting revenge for us going into their house and beating them earlier yeah. in the month of October. Uh, there, and there was also a basketball scrimmage um, on earlier in the week as – the WVSU men's basketball team beat Allison, Alice Lloyd's basketball team in a scrimmage. Um, the two guys that really stood out, you know, from you know watching the game, yeah, were juniors Marquis Mazik and Devin Delaney, um, and they they played really well. Um, I think Marquis had something like twenty one points and Devin had twenty three, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know they they played really well. The defensive pressure that they were able to apply. Really strong, and I think um, our basketball team is going to be really fun to watch this year. Yeah, and um, they're actually their season kicks off pretty soon. <coughs> I think um, they, they their first game starts the fourteenth or the fifteenth. Uh, yeah. The women play the fourteenth, and the men play the fifteenth. Their okay. first games, and uh, so we'll be we'll, we'll be there for the uh, the voice of the Yellow Jacket basketball team as well. Um, it'll be myself and El Jefe Loco and Stevenson Jose Rogel. Yep, Jose Rogel. I was going to try it, but then I was like, I might butcher it. And but, yeah, so there's going to be three of us, and what we're going to do is we're going to have – there's because the men and women play back-to-back. Um, one of us will do play-by-play, caller, and then we will also be live-tweeting from our Twitter account for the show, at A&M and the PM1067. And um, after each game, we will go, and whoever was on play-by-play will go to Twitter. Twitter will go to caller, and caller will go to play-by-play. So that way we can all kind of get – you know, used to you know get some experience on calling everything else. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be fun to do. So hopefully you'll tune in either um, on the on live stream of it online, or follow us on Twitter, or just come down to the stadium or yeah. to the arena and uh, cheer on men's basketball and women's basketball teams, as I think it's going to be a great year for both those teams. Um, and that's going to do it for the week that was here in Institute West Virginia, mm-hmm. and we're going to move right along into the look ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> You seem to. You seem really excited. I was. I was kind of excited, but I was trying to do. Uh, you know, radio is theater of the mind. So yeah, yeah. I was trying to get that. Trying to draw a picture for them. Um, this Friday, October thirty first, the women's basketball team, or excuse me, the women's volleyball team will face Concord University in a dig pink game, and they ask that fans make posters, signs, uh, posters and signs to honor breast cancer survivors. And if you are able to make those signs and you want to come down to the to the uh, to the arena at the Convocation Center, um, you can give those to Coach Shannon Gerenser. 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 If you want to make those signs and give them to her, or if you have class with a volleyball player or see a volleyball player out and about on campus, you can give them to them, and they are going to hang those up around the around the gym. Yeah, let's just let's just paint it pink, people. Yep. Paint it pink. And, I mean, that's a good cause, you know, to you know, because yeah, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and. Um, you know the volleyball team is doing stuff for that, but also the football team. Every every game that they've played in the month of October, they've had uh, several of their players wearing you know pink gear. Um, probably the, one of the ones who's most decorated with the pink mm-hmm. is uh, William Merritt. He he like he's like the ultimate warrior. Like he has like pink tassels on his arms and like on his legs. So I mean like it's you can tell he he's really really cares about that cause and wants to support that. Um, and then Saturday. WVSU football team travels to Notre Dame College for a noon kickoff. Uh, we will be there as well, providing the the voice of your play-by-play mm-hmm. and caller commentator. Um, so if you want to follow the game online, you can go to the Athletics website, and there should be a link up um, around kickoff 
to get the uh, to get the the show so you can stream it. Yeah. Um, and also, we'll try to tweet at halftime, you know, because it's kind of hard because there's just two of us in the booth. It's kind of hard to tweet and and provide uh, relevant you know yeah. conversation and coverage of the game. So we will. Um, We're not very good at multitasking. Yeah, not well. It would be really hard to be sitting there trying to type and talk. I can't. I'm not. I'm not that talented at all by any means. Then you start typing what you're talking, and yeah, <laughs> I might not be that that good. Um, but that's gonna do it for the week. That uh, a look ahead. Um, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a lull right now in sports mm-hmm. here at uh, West Virginia State. You know, we've got football wrapping up their season, and then you know, or you know, winding down their season. Volleyball's winding down their season. But basketball is right around the corner, as we said. You know, they, they kick off in, in just three weeks or tip off in three weeks. So that'll be exciting. Um, and when they come, you know, when they play, we'll definitely highlight their games and, oh, yeah. and talk about them. And we're going to try to start getting some players in here for interviews and, and coaches and stuff. So that way you don't you don't just hear our voices for, for an hour or so. Yeah, we know, well, especially me. I know you all get bored of my voice. So <laughs> My voice is really monotone, but, you know, hey, we're, we're working through this, and uh, it's we're having a fun time doing it. Hopefully you guys are enjoying listening, all of our five listeners. We're real big in North Dakota, though. I was I was looking on Podbean. We're big. Our three states we're big in. We're big in West Virginia, which is where we're located. Yeah, of, of course. We're big in no, North Dakota. And we're big in California. Oh well. So you know we're we're pretty we're pretty out well out there, um, and you know again you can find our show on Podbean.com. We are we usually send out a link from our Twitter page. So if you're not a fan of our Twitter page yet, there's a reason to follow us. Oh yeah. Um, at A and M and the PM one zero six seven on Twitter, <clears throat> and you can also follow us. Uh, we also tweet out links from our personal accounts. Um, mine is at and I'm Aaron Lynch Kelly. Mine is at Pageant Dad eighty eight on Twitter. And then mine is at El Jefe Loco 95. So, yeah, feel free to give us a follow. We uh, we love uh, just talking to our fans and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and if you have any um, ideas for the show, if you if there's a segment you like, don't like, don't don't be afraid to talk to us about it because we are. Or if you want to just tell us that we rock. So, <laughs> yeah, Jeff, or El Jefe Loco definitely needs his uh, ego stroked. As it's been a while <laughs> since the Punjabi Prowler is, uh, has told him he's rocked, so. I think he's due for another you rock. <laughs> um, but with that, we're gonna go ahead and we go ahead and move on into the uh, the shoot. This is terrible radio. We're gonna move into the bad news segment. Um, start things off, and here goes the bad news segment now. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. All right, that was the little bad news Barrett right there. Um, I'm going to start it off. We have about four or five stories here. The Central Bucks, um, excuse me, hold on, my page messed up. Okay. The Central Bucks West High football team in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, has had the last two games of its season canceled after an internal investigation revealed that members of the team had engaged in in improper conduct. According to police, several of the football players participated in hazing rituals that included waterboarding and sexual harassment against younger team members. So, like, I played high school football and, and and some college football, and there was a little bit of hazing, but definitely no, like, nothing sexual and no no torture techniques with waterboarding. <laughs> we, uh, like, we had to carry people's pads, and they would dump ice on us sometimes, but nothing like... <laughs> I don't know what to say. This I'm expecting this out. Soccer people, <laughs> <laughs> I am. 
wow. Yeah, hey. the, the, the waterboarding thing was what was that, really... I mean, that's what the CIA uses to interrogate terrorists. Yeah. It's like, how... But, yeah. So, like, that they... Like, like I can understand, okay, holding your buddy down and, and maybe, you know, duct-taping him to the chair and making him listen to Miley Cyrus's party in the USA for an hour. Okay, I can understand that, but waterboarding is taking it way too far. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> I do that to my brother sometimes. <laughs> Uh, John Boyette, the former Colts safety who was arrested in September of 2013 while uh, yelling, you can't arrest me, I'm a Colts player, was arrested Wednesday in a Denver suburb after the Broncos practice squad players outing at a bar ended after he was trying to eat off other patrons' plates. Wow. (laughs) He was kicked out and promptly held a cap trying to evade the police he punched the driver to in the face and then ran to a construction site after allegedly punching the cab driver boyette fled into a construction site took a shovel and attempted to hide by covering himself in mulch his plan didn't work name dropped again telling uh the cops to call his boss john elway that that how does that make you feel, being, him being a former Colts player? Well, I can tell you, I can tell you, he's not. That's why he's a former Colts player. <laughs> okay, that's just like there's some guys in the NFL who, who just are just. I don't think they're all there in the head. You know, I think they get the sense of entitlement that you know. Oh man, I made it to the NFL. I'm free to do whatever I want. And yeah. obviously, this guy, you know, you know, he's he he's a member of that that group right there. Yeah, especially like. I couldn't imagine going up to somebody and like trying to eat off somebody else's plate. Like I'm just too germaphobic, I guess. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know what those people have done. Like I don't know if they've like licked their food or. Uh, I just couldn't do it. No, it, it, if if he came up to me, I don't care if he's. A, I am a Colts fan. I don't care if he's a former Colts player. I don't care if he's a current Colts player. You come up to me in a restaurant and start taking food off my plate. I'm a fat man. All right, you don't take the food off of my plate <laughs> for one, and I. I'll just hand it to you. You're a, you're an NFL player here. You got a lot of money here. Take this and go steal some underwear. <laughs> it's a crime wave going on right now. I know. Uh, um, you know that's one of the things. You know the practice squad players. You know everybody's like, oh well, you know they, you know they they probably don't make that much money. They're on the practice squad. No, they still make fifty thousand dollars to be on the practice squad. Yeah. If, if their team wins the Super Bowl, they get a Super Bowl ring. You know, so the, the perks of being a practice squad player. <laughs> For like sixteen weeks of work, you get fifty thousand dollars. No, I would gladly sign up and be a tackling dummy for fifty thousand dollars <laughs> for sixteen weeks. I just keep telling myself, all right, just one more week, one more week. So I mean, yeah, and like you know, to come out, to go out and you know, punch a cab driver after after you know, because I think the reason he he punched his cab driver was because he refused to to he got he he realized that he was on the run from somebody, so he refused to go anywhere else. But then to hide yourself with mulch, like... <laughs> okay, it's it's better than what I was thinking when I was reading that. Because I thought, you know, this guy's so stupid, he's just going to, like, stand up and hold the shovel. Head and hide himself or, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Try to do, like, a Looney Tunes thing. You know, I'm glad he didn't do that. But, you know, mulch, I don't know. Just... I don't know don't, why he... I mean, it was a construction site. I'm sure there were buildings he could have, you yeah. know, ran into. Or, like, pipe. Like, you know, those big concrete cement pipes he could have ran into or something. You, you know, you could have just ran into a porta potty, all right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody comes over there, 
knocking on their occupado. I'm not, uh, somebody's <laughs> in here. But yeah, they they definitely they caught him. He didn't get away, and uh, I think he was released after after <laughs> this incident. Um, I'll have to see check and see. Um, I, I wonder if the cops yelled called John Elway like at three o'clock in the morning. Was like, excuse me, Mr. Elway, uh, we have a player here um, at the construction site down here on West Main. Uh, he's saying that he's you're his boss and he'd like you to call. He, he no. wants you to you know come and get him. I'm sure that if that phone call did happen, I'm sure that. Um, Mr. Boyette was not not on John Elway's good side. No, and and plus he's a former Colts player. I'm sure he's a former Broncos player now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit of basketball news. Lakers Steve Nash, um, he's done for the season before it even begins. Uh, according to Mike Breshnahan, and his Twitter handle is at Mike Breshnahan, um, he tweeted out a, a story saying, Nash hurt his back carrying bags today. Byron Scott said, did not practice, wouldn't count on him playing Thursday. First Utah. I really think that, and I, to me, I really think that this is going to be the official end of uh, Nash's career. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was banged up last year and was out the majority of last year. Uh, he just, I, th- I think he's going to, he might be like, kind of like how Brett Favre did, one of those guys who, who shouldn't have st- stuck around as long as he did. Yeah. Should have stayed retired um, early, you know. And not saying he hasn't been a great player like, I, like Brett Favre has, because mm-hmm. Brett Favre, was great for the majority of his career. Those yeah. last few years, he was he was so so, um, and the same with Steve Nash. You know, he he he's majority of his career, he's been great, and I think he's a sh- for sure first ballot Hall of Famer. But I think the longer you play, and if you play on some terrible teams, I think that kind of taints your taints your legacy. Yeah, especially like if you know you're you can't stay healthy, and you're you're just not giving out the same brand of basketball that you you know people are used to seeing when they when they watch Steve Nash play. So I think it's just time for Steve Nash to. To hang up the uh, the old Nikes and just uh, ride off into the sunset as a as one of the best players in the N- NBA history. Yeah, you know, I I agree there. All right. Uh, then uh, we got college football. Army has only had one winning season in college football in a college football season since 1996, and now they're having problems off the field too, according to a report in the Colorado Springs Gazette, which West which West Point official did not dispute. In February, the team treated recruits to an alcohol-fueled party, a dinner with uh, female cadets, cash from boosters, and a and VIP treatment on a party bus, complete with cheerleaders and a police escort. The bus trip for recruits has reportedly existed for over 10 years since the tenure of Bobby Ross. I want to go to Armour now. <laughs> I'm going to West Point. That makes me think of, like... um. Blue Mountain State. Uh, it's a it's a funny show on Netflix. It used to be on Spike, I think, was the channel it aired on. But that makes me think of that. You know, the the alcohol fueled party, the dinner date with the female cadets. Yeah, like that. And I'm I'm sure Army is not the only school that does this. They're they just the, they're the first one to get caught. They're, well, they're not the first one to get caught. They're just the one that got caught right now. Um, so you know, again, you know, not not trying to you know say oh well shame on Army because that's just a thing. You know in college recruiting, you know, the coaches are going to do whatever they can to get the upper hand on players. Yeah. You know, especially if they're – especially a school like Army, you know, where once you go to Army, you have to complete a tour of duty. Yeah. You can't go pro. Like, these guys that are going to Army, you know, they have to be able to talk – you know, these recruiters have to be able to talk people into saying, all right, now listen, you can come to school here. This is what your life will be like. But 
after you graduate, you got to go to you got to go and join the army for four years. And you know, if you're really good, you can't go pro. You know, same with any of the service institutes, whether it's army, navy, air force. You know, any of those schools. They they have that where you have to you have to fulfill your obligation of serving your country. Yeah. And so you know, I'm sure that they they have to do whatever they can to try to get these you know these athletes who maybe had thought about the army, but uh, they, I'm sure they got to do whatever they can to do that. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, like you like you said, it's uh definitely kind of makes you want to go there if you if oh, you're yeah. if you're looking for the rock star life. Yeah, you know, you got a police escort too. They know what's going on. You don't have to worry. <laughs> and that's gonna do it for a snap or a bad news segment. Unless you have, do you have any bad news this week? No. I'm kind of sad I didn't find any soccer stories. <laughs> so you know, it, yeah, that's yeah. gonna be our first our first non soccer bad news segment of the uh, of our season. Kudos, kudos, kudos soccer. You, you you were able to avoid the bad news segment just for one week. Let's see if you can let's see if you can hold hold true to that. And now moving right along on the show, we're going to move to the Snap Jab segment. And this week's Snap Jab segment, we have a few stories on here. Um, and we're going to get things started with um, uh, some NHL news. Yeah. Um, NFL teams are suspicious that they gave each other bacterial infections. Players from both the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues have had a, have a strange infection, to, and to me, you know, what looks and sounds like MRSA. Uh, the only common denominator between the two squads is they were the visitors in locker rooms over a period from between October 16th through the 19th in Los Angeles and Anaheim, respectively. And, you know, the, MRSA, and they haven't come out and said, you know, that it's MRSA, but on um. I had a buddy who played, you know, we went to the same high school and everything like that, and I graduated two years before him. But um, his senior year, they had a MRSA outbreak at, at our school, and um, he he contracted MRSA and, and got really sick from it from, from the locker room. So it's one of those things, sporting sporting places and hospitals are really kind of breeding grounds if they're not, if they're not you know, cleaned up afterwards. Um, and once you get a MRSA outbreak, it's really hard, like, for the for the place to be, you know, Clean. I mean, yeah. look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's guys still down there testing positive from MRSA that that played there. Nah. So I mean, it's just it's a really hard thing to combat. But yeah, yeah hockey. You, you, you need to clean up your act, Tampa Bay. <laughs> clean it up. You stink. <laughs> <laughs> With all your fish and your MRSA, just and now now you're giving it to the NHL. All right. I mean, some of us like hockey. And then, uh, well, Nick Saban owes three point one million dollars. On his home, uh, <clears throat> Nick Saban owned, owed $3.1 million on his home, but thanks to Alabama boosters, he now owes nothing. It's great to be the king. Yeah. That'd, I, that'd be really nice to be like, oh, man, I owe so much money on my house. I don't. I couldn't imagine owing three points. I couldn't imagine owning or owing a million dollars on anything. Like, yeah. Just to be a million dollars in debt, I'd, I'd probably like be one of those guys that just jumps off a bridge. Yeah, uh, well, not me. I couldn't, but I'm saying like that that pressure and that stress, like that'd be, yeah. I'd, I'd go insane. And I mean, obviously your house, it's not like, you you could sell the house yeah. and, and get that back. But I mean, like if you were just like a million dollars in debt, like if you just made some terrible, I don't know how you'd become a million dollars in debt, but if you made some terrible business you, decisions. You, you're talking to a loan shark. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely jump off a bridge then because I don't know I don't know what they'd do if I if I owned a loan shark a million dollars. Yeah, I've watched the Sopranos enough. I know what happens. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
that'd be nice to be able to be like, look, I, you know, guys, I owe $3.1 million on my house, so if you're really wanting to keep me here, you're going to have to pay it. And then the next day you get a call from your bank, Mr. Saban, uh, your, 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 bank, your loan on your house has been been taken care of you or uh, it's yours scot-free now i'd be like eh. that's good to be the alabama head coach uh, i mean i'm sure it's it's tough being the head coach down there as well yeah because how fanatical alabama is about alabama football um but yeah i mean no, that, no other state gets their head coaches get their houses paid off by boosters no no especially that much of a of a chunk of change right there because that's not a that's a big that's a big lump of sum of cash hey and he's a college yeah. football, head football coach. He's not an NFL. He's not professional. He, he wasn't that good in the NFL. Uh, most, coach for the Dolphins. Well, most uh, most coaches, when they go to the NFL and they was really good in college, it's like, you know, it's like when you have college players. When college players are really good in college, they go to the NFL and they just, they're awful. But same thing for coaches. Some people just, just stick with college football. Well, and also usually the, the when guys make the jump from um, – college coaching to NFL coaching, usually it's such a huge, you know, learning curve mm-hmm. that they usually do fail on that first attempt. That's, you know, Pete Carroll failed at his first attempt in the NFL. Um, and then now, you know, he's, he's with the Seahawks. And they're doing, you know, they, they, they've won a Super Bowl yeah. under his tenure. So, you know, they he's at least has that. So, And he was phenomenal at USC. And, you know, you look at Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin left USC as well mm-hmm. to go to the Raiders – Terrible there was fired. Whoa. Goes back to several different colleges, and now he's um, he's a coordinator in on Division One football, and you know he's you know building his way back up. But it's it's a different. It's like night and day. And uh, but Nick Saban, did you know he's from West Virginia? Really? Yeah, he's I, from West Virginia. I didn't know that. Why don't he come and coach one of our teams? Because we don't have the money to pay him. Well, to, we we don't have the money. We don't have the money to pay. Also, Lou Holtz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you know that he was from West Virginia? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that till I looked it up the other night. I was yep. like, "Wow, he's, he's from West Virginia." And they're so uh, Notre Dame. They go to Notre Dame and Alabama. They, they never want to come back here. Well, there were talk. There was talk before um, Holgerson took over that we were going to try to lure away Nick Saban from Alabama. Mm-hmm. But because he's always kind of like when he's asked about it, he's always kind of said, "You know, it'd be nice to go back home." Yeah, and stuff like that. But I think. I don't think he means it. I think he's just saying that, you know, to to be nice, to you yeah. know, be a shout out to West Virginia. So, but I mean, that would be that'd be really awesome. I think our our football team, WVU's football team, would would be uh, greatly, you know, greatly improve. Oh yeah, you know, from from his coaching because he's he's a heck of a coach. Well, it's just like uh, you know Bobby Bowden when mm-hmm. uh, you know Florida State legendary head coach was head coach for the Mountaineers at one point. Well, and also Jimbo Fisher down there. He's from West Virginia too. Yeah. It, There's a lot of West Virginia guys out there that are coaching in the ranks or have been coaches, and they've been decent coaches as well. Um, I'll give this one to you as well. I'll let you. <laughs> Fat guy, touchdown alert. Beep, beep. Uh, Arkansas used a 350. I seen this. This was awesome. <laughs> yes. A 350-pound offensive lineman, Sebastian Tratola, as a quarterback on his play, and he delivered with a beautiful toss for a touchdown to the long snapper. That so, was awesome. Yeah, that was I was if you haven't seen it, and I'm sure you if unless you're living on the rock, I mean, it's it's been on ESPN, it's all over social media. Yeah. And it, it it's really, you know, and, and the guy's quarterback rating for the day the day the day, because that was his only pass, was four hundred and eighty. 
So he <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely a good rating right there. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, that's that's awesome. That's really uh, awesome. Yeah, that's just sweet. Uh, former Atlanta Hawks swingman uh, Josh Childress uh, now makes his living in the Australian National Basketball League, playing for the Sydney Kings. Lost his mind in a game against the Perth Wildcats, where he knocked out an opposing player for no apparent reason. <laughs> so yeah, that could have. Uh, he he definitely like I watched the video. Um, he tripped. That Josh Childress got tripped, um, and the Perth King player went up, shot the ball, and was going up for his rebound. And Josh Childress just comes out of nowhere and just. Knocks him, knocks him out. Mike Tyson's him. Yeah, and um, I was like, man, I was like, this guy is insane. And like, I don't know what the deal is, but like these guys from the NBA, they'll go over to other countries and play basketball, and just punch people. <laughs> like there was a guy, um, he used to play for the Nuggets. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he used to play for the Nuggets, and he was playing in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. He started choking out a guy. Like, had both arms around his neck, and his teammate had to come and, like, put him in a chokehold to pull him off. This was a co- this happened a few years ago, and I was like, Whoa. what are you guys doing that you guys have just <laughs> snapped like this? You're you're still getting paid to play play a sport. That you love. That you love. You're, you know, while you're not in America, you're, you know, you have an even smaller market that you're in, so you can be a bigger fit. Look at, look at, um, Starberry. Yeah. You know, he went to China, and, you know, he was kind of, you know, a fringe player here. And he goes there, and you know they love him. He's got a, a, a statue. He's in a Broadway play. Uh, he's you know he's like a he's rock not, star. Over he's there. not losing his mind. Yeah, no, he's he. Well, I think he already lost his mind before he left. But he, you know, he's, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Maybe that's what happens. Okay, they lose their mind here, and then we're like, okay, we don't want them. What other countries want these guys? And it's just like, here, you can have them. They turn into rock stars over there. Next thing you know, they're choking out and punching people. <laughs> and they're like, it's not our fault. We we seen it coming. Listen, we we you guys wanted NBA talent. Here you guys go. Yeah, here here. It's just as good as Jordan. <laughs> it's got a a few chicken nuggets shy of a Happy Meal. And wrapping up our um, snap jab segment, I'm gonna let El Heffy toss this one out. And this is also another feel good story. Yeah, we 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 here at the Triple Name Sports Show, we are all about the feel good stories. We are. We try to we try to always highlight. You know, there's so much negativity in the world, and you know, even in the sporting world as as well. You know, on a, on a smaller scale, even so much negativity that we point out here on the show. Sometimes. Yeah, we yeah we do we do our fair show of pointing out. You know, with the bad news segment. Yeah. Um, you know, negative things. And so I think it's a good thing for us to try to, um, you know, go with the softer side of society and, oh, yeah. and tell these good stories right here. And uh, I'm going to let El Jefe close out the Snap Jab segment with this. Uh, each year, select members of the Boston Bruins visit the Boston Children's Hospital around Halloween to bring gifts and sign autographs and what they refer to as reverse trick-or-treating. This year, they the players dressed up as the cast of Frozen, and it's legitimately fantastic. Kevin Miller is dressed as Kristoff. Matt Frazier is Anna. Matt Barnkowski is Sven the Reindeer. Seth Griffin is Hans. Tori King is Olaf the Snowman. That's the only character I know off of Frozen. <laughs> okay. I knew there was a, an Olaf in there somewhere. And Dougie Hamilton is Elsa the Snow Queen. Dougie, uh, we got another Dougie. Dougie Hamilton also might also be my new favorite hockey player. So, I, and we'll tweet out a picture of that, you know, 
after we get this show up on the air or up on up, up on Podbean. Um, you know, hockey dudes are known to be tough, brash. You know, a lot more a guys, lot, a lot more violent than football. Yeah, a lot more violent. It's a lot more violent sport. You know, they have penalty boxes for for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, here's these these you know this group of what was that five players um, that you know took the time out of their day to go and visit six kids to you know to make their day and the, and you know they could have went as hockey players or like manly like cops or you know whatever yeah. but here they are they choose you know they're at a children's hospital Frozen's a huge hit you know I have a daughter and um, she she loves Frozen I've seen it a few times. Um, and it's actually a good movie. Have you have you seen it? No. No, you probably don't watch many Disney princess movies, do you? Nope, nope. Well, I, I gave up my Disney princess days a long time ago. <laughs> it's actually a really cute movie, and I, if you haven't seen it yet, if you especially if you have kids, I don't know how you haven't seen it, <laughs> but um, it, it's really a cute movie. You should check it out. Um, but, you know, here's these guys, and Anna and Elsa are sisters. Yeah. So And they're, they're girls, so they're in dresses. So the two guys, um, Matt Frazier and Doogie Hamilton, were dressed up in, in dresses mm-hmm. for the for this. Yeah. So you know that that takes guts, and you don't really think that many soccer, uh, hockey guys would be be okay with going out in in the public wearing wearing dresses. So kudos to the Boston Bruins. You know that's a class organization right there, uh, and to these guys yeah. as well. You know that's that's a really great story right there. And as we said, you know we're gonna try to highlight those kind of stories. Um, at least one or two per episode, so that way, you know, because like you said earlier, we we do our fair share of pointing out the negativity. You know, I think it's only fair to point out the the positive as yeah. well, because these these athletes definitely aren't they're not they're not perfect, and there are some bad guys out there. But for the most part, it's just good guys just getting paid to play sports. Yeah, and, and it, the NHL is full of like really good wholesome semen dudes, but I guess that's what you get when like. You're raised in Canada, and like you spend like <laughs> years like in the backwoods of Canada just playing hockey. Like you're probably a really boring person, but you're probably super nice and probably the best person you could ever talk well, to. Well, yeah, that's one thing I've noticed about Canada. You know, uh, it was last week, wasn't it? That I talked about the CFL, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, the CFL is the number two sport in Canada, obviously because hockey, hockey is the number one. And you know what? Canadians are so peaceful. They yeah. are. I've met Canadians. They are. They are some of the nicest people in the world. Yeah, they like the most violent stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, just watch him beat the crap out of each other. Let's do it. <laughs> Give me a beer. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, I like that Canadian accent you got right there. <laughs> I told you I met a few Canadians. Um, I, I really, um, I have a aunt actually who's from Saskatchewan, um, up in Canada, and she's it's by marriage. So, but she's she's a really nice lady. Uh, and yeah, there's there's a lot of really nice people up up our our neighbors to the north, uh, and that's gonna do it for our snap jabs. Unless do you have anything for snap jabs or? Well, uh, uh, we talked about this off the air. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah um, there was a uh, West Virginia right now is the hottest place for college football. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you know we have both of our FBS teams, Marshall and WVU, are ranked in the top twenty five. We have a better winning percentage right now than Mississippi, who is hot. Yeah. Okay. They have their their they have two teams. They're in the same conference, the SEC, which is arguably the toughest conference in college football. They uh, have them in the top four. Yet we have a better winning percentage. Yeah. So 
coming from a t- state that went, I think that the article said that we went, between our two teams, we went 12 and 13 two years ago, and now we are uh, 14 and 2 combined. So it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it's a good time to be a, a West Virginia uh, West Virginia native. Yeah. Or just uh, just living here by chance. Um, and with that, we're going to move on to the Pickums. Last week, you didn't do so hot in your pickles. Yeah. We finally got some separation. Um, I'm my record is 32, 27 and 1. Uh, which right there I'm just barely above 500, so it's a little rough. And then or no, 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 sorry, that's your record. You're 32, 27 and 1. And I'm 38, 21 and 1. Yeah. So you're just barely above 500. I'm I'm a little bit better, but not much. No, it, I I was watching the games and I I remember who I was picking and I was like, especially the Monday night football game. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so angry about that. Oh, my fantasy team got destroyed this past week. Yeah, it, it, hashtag uh, team chaos, all right, in the NFL. <laughs> um, getting things moving right along here. We have starting the week off um, on Thursday. We have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Carolina Panthers. I'll let you pick this one first. Um, I'm going with Panthers. Going with the Panthers? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints. I like Drew Brees. I think he's really turning it on. Panthers have been struggling as of late, so I'll, I'll go Saints. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going Panthers. It's a home game. It's a night game. It's a divisional game. Yeah, it's. I'm go, I'm going with Cam Newton. It, it should be a fun game to watch either way. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we got uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I'll have you take the honors on this one. Listen, whether it's in fantasy football or like just pickums, whenever I pick my team, they lose. Like whenever, but like it, on fantasy football, like whenever I'll bench a player because I'm like, oh okay, well he plays for Baltimore, they're not gonna have a good game. Lights it up. Whenever I play that player, gets no. me no points. Um, it's a divisional game, you know. It's it's against Pittsburgh. We always play each other really tough. We've um, we've already beaten them once this year. Uh, we usually split the series. So I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh to win this game. As much as that pains me, I just historically we split the series. Yeah, and so I'm going Pittsburgh in this one. That, that, that's how I'm going. Um, you know, I I am still upset about the Pittsburgh and Indianapolis game, but you know, kudos to Ben Roethlisberger. That was a pretty impressive. You yeah, know, 522 yards, six touchdowns. You know, he had a great game. My nephew is in our fantasy football league. On a little side note, and he started Roethlisberger. <laughs> Roethlisberger got him 103 points in fantasy football. Alone? Alone. Whoa. My my team as a whole, I didn't play him, Jonathan. I played him last week. My team as a, a, as a whole only got 140 points. Oh. So, yeah, that just tells you the kind of kind of weekend that Roethlisberger had fantasy-wise. But, yeah, I bet, I bet you were a little, little uh, miffed uh, about that game. Yeah, we, we have like a uh, – this is another side note. We have a uh, group message. Okay, between me and like four of our friends, and this girl who's in there, she is a huge Pittsburgh fan. Well, I guess she didn't realize that I was a Colts fan, <laughs> so she put in there. She's like, "Yeah, Pittsburgh's up seven to nothing." I was, "Shut up, <laughs> shut up right now." <laughs> so it was like back and forth that whole game, in that group message. It's so. always fun though in those group messages yeah. to like just to trash talk each other. Oh yeah, but you know it, it's get in in college football it's gotten so heated between all of us that I've made a promise to myself and everybody that I'm not going to argue for the rest of the season. But when it comes to NFL, I will argue. <laughs> um Tampa Bay at Cleveland. I'm going to go 
Cleveland. Tampa Bay just traded away two guys yesterday at the trade deadline. Um, Jason, Jonathan Casilius and Mark Barron. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Cleveland winning that game. That's so am I. Right. And then we got Arizona, Dallas. I am going to go Dallas on this one because one, it's in Dallas. It's at home, mm-hmm. and you know it's not the playoffs yet, guys. Okay, don't start messing up now. So you know they're they're they got to be upset about the overtime loss. Well, Monday. yeah, I don't think Romo should have came back in in that game because you know he's hopped yeah. up probably on pain medicine. Yeah, from where he took that knee to the back, um, and I think you should have at least given Brandon Whedon some more time to yeah. you know try to try to come out and get a W there. I um, in this game. I think it depends on how Tony Romo does during the week of practice. Um, uh, I'm going to go Arizona to win to pull the upset here. They're a good team. They're coming on hot. Um, and Dallas is kind of, you know, they're kind of wavering right now. They're kind of on the yeah. ropes. You know, if, if you know, Romo is hurt or not the same, people are going to start loading up the box against DeMarco Murray. And, you know, soon his snap or his streak of 100 yards in a game is going to be rushed, you know. Yeah, crushed as he was. He's actually the congratulations to Marco Murray. He's actually the first player of the season to um, to rush for a thousand yards already, and we're only in week what week nine. Yeah, we're about what halfway through the season. Yeah, so I mean that's a little over. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive for Demarco Murray. Yeah. We're right at well. We're, this is the first game of the second half of the season, so yeah, right there. So congratulations to Marco Murray and the Cowboys, but. Hopefully Romo's okay, you know, and able to come make a comeback because he's been playing really good this year. Oh yeah, uh, most most definitely. Uh, you know, normally Dallas does not do good, and my cousin is a huge Dallas fan, and he is always talking down to Romo. And I ask him, I'm like, why do y'all just don't get rid of him? And then he starts pulling stuff like this, and I'm like, what? <laughs> well, that's like Romo. He's he's one of those players. Like I drafted him in my fantasy league because you know he takes a bad rap for being a, a crappy quarterback. Yeah. Statistically, he's actually one of the top, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Does he make an opportune mistakes? Yes. Is he elite? No. But he, you know, he plays, he puts up good stats. And for fantasy football, it's all it's about. Yeah. So I mean, you know, so, uh, but yeah, hopefully he's able to, to make a reco- recovery. And then we got the Eagles at the Texans. I'm going with the Eagles on this one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll go Texans. Um, just just feeling like I just feel like Texans will yeah, play a good game this week. Uh, I think they'll you know be able to handle Nick Foles and Deshaun Jackson and Darren Sproles though is supposed to make a comeback this week, mm-hmm. so he could be a difference maker if he's if he's a hundred percent. So that'll that'll be a good game to watch. Good yeah. game to watch Darren Sproles versus the Texans defensive unit. Uh, Jets at Kansas City. Uh, I'm not going Jets. No, no they're a mess. Yeah. Per- Percy Harvin, he's not ready. Okay, don't get me wrong. He he's he's a good wide receiver. He's just got mouth on him. And then the whole thing with Geno Smith right now. Yeah, he's on the bench right now. Yeah. Yeah, and you know I'm just waiting for that to just pop off in the locker room. I really am. <laughs> did you see? Okay, over the weekend, did you see the uh, who's who's the Jets playing? I can't remember. Bills. Yeah, and did you see him like? Uh, I can't remember the, the player's name when he was taking the football and he's putting it. Putting it out, then the Jets oh, yeah. players like, no, you yeah, guys here. Yeah, the <laughs> running back for, for um, Buffalo, he got tackled, you know, a few yards short of the first down. Yeah. But when he was down, you know, he, like you said, he was he took the ball and was sticking his arm out to put it. And then um, I forget who the def- – I think it was uh, Richardson 
for the the Jets. He 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 would hand it back to him, and like they did that three or four times. Yeah, but yeah, that game I saw I saw that um, while I was t- looking for some stuff for the show. But yet yeah, the Jets they're they're a mess. Um, oh yeah, you know Geno Smith. You know he he threw three interceptions last weekend, and got pulled, and they. You know, he did have a shoulder injury, but they're like, that's not why we pulled him. We pulled him because his performance. So it'd be interesting to see how Michael Vick does with this team after having a full week with the number ones. Um, but I don't see them beating the Chiefs unless injuries happen. No. So I'm going to go Chiefs in that game Unless as well. they pull, you know, some longest yard, mean machine. <laughs> you know, start taking out knees. <laughs> and then we got uh, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Going Cincinnati on this Cincinnati. One. That's that's me too. AJ Green's supposed to come back this weekend, um, and you know I think that they did get lucky beating Baltimore on a last second um, QB sneak by Andy Luck. Andrew Luck. True. Uh, Andy Dalton. Yeah, they're not, yeah. Andrew Luck's Colts, man. Yeah. Um, and you know that was a really crappy game, the Baltimore game. You know mm-hmm. they should have won that game. That that Steve Smith push off, and I'm not just saying this because I'm I'm a Ravens fan. I think that was incidental contact. I don't think it was he pushed off and, you know, was doing it to get any type of uh, separation. I think it was just they accidentally, you know, they touched, and that was it. And usually most refs towards the end of the game will let will, will let a, they'll swallow the whistle and let that kind of stuff happen. But nonetheless, we lost the game. Um, yeah. But I think the Bengals will definitely beat the, the, Jag, the Jags. Oh, yeah. And ain't, ain't they on a, uh, a home game winning streak right now? Who, Cincinnati? Yeah. Um, I, think, I think I heard that on SportsCenter. They might be. I don't know. I know they lost to the Patriots at home, and I don't know if they've been home since. Yeah, they beat Carolina at home. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think they said uh, ESPN said that uh, Bengals are on a home game winning streak. So Jacksonville's just garbage anyway. Yeah, I picked y'all last week. I'm not picking y'all again. Okay. <laughs> that was your one shot, and you failed me. I had I had high hopes for y'all. Very high hopes, and then y'all just let me down, and I fall behind in the. <laughs> Uh, San Diego at Miami. I'm going with Miami on this one. Believe it or not, the Miami Dolphins are my second favorite team. And I'm just – I got a good feeling about this. I'm going to go with the Chargers, Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates, and the rest of those guys. I think they're going to go down to Miami and just uh, just handle the Dolphins, the hapless Dolphins. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then we got Washington at Minnesota. I'm going with the Redskins. Redskins. Who do you think is going to be their quarterback this week? I know RG3 is getting healthy. You got Colt McCoy who's playing good. If, if I was them, you know, I would put Colt McCoy in. That's me too. I, I think I'd keep Colt McCoy, and I'd let RG3 get another week of, you know, practice and yeah. see how he's doing. Because there's no need to rush him out there. No, no. And, and risk getting hurt. And, you know, especially in a game against, you know, Minnesota, it's not, you know, any – there's really no implications from this game. Well, you know, with with the, the performance that Colt McCoy had uh, this past Monday, I feel like that if I was the Redskins, I would do – a quarterback duo, yeah, two I would. quarterback switch off between them, because you got RG three who is really good on his feet, and then you got Colt McCoy who is really good passing the ball. Mm-hmm. So you know, I would do that. Maybe that, you could like, like tape Colt McCoy to RG 3s shoulders, yeah, and then just like you know you have RG 3s feet and you have Colt McCoy's arm, and you can make like the super quarterback. He'd be yeah. like ten feet tall, but <laughs> I don't know if RG three could carry you know Colt McCoy on his shoulders, but you know that'd be pretty. Yeah, you know, if they if they do that, you know, if if they pass and play, which this would be really good to, this would be real easy to point out on a uh, on the defensive side, but you know, pass and play, just turn around, right there's Colt McCoy, 
We're going to run the ball. Turn around. RG3 right there. <laughs> um, I, in this game, I'm going to pick uh, I'm gonna pick Washington. Minnesota's a mess. No. Uh, they don't really have anything going on right now no, for them. Especially with uh, AP and all the stuff that's going on with him. So, yeah, I'm going to Washington. And uh, um, St. Louis at San Francisco. I'm going with the Niners. Niners. See, I don't – I'm going to go St. Louis because of how tough they play in that division. You know, they beat the Seahawks when everybody's like, oh, the Seahawks are going to win. No. So, and they usually give the Niners fit. So, I'll, I'll go St. Louis. I think they're they're primed for a win. And then, you know, we got Denver at New, New England. I, I'm – okay. I, I'm going to go Denver on this one, okay? But if there's anybody that can ruin Peyton Manning's party right now, okay, if there's anybody that can crash his party, it is, yeah, it is Tom Brady. As painful as it is for me to say because I hate the Patriots. I'm a, I'm a Dow Hard Colts fan. I hate the Patriots. You know, I'm not a real big fan of the Giants either because, <laughs> you know, we're rivals. Yeah. I don't know. But as painful as it is for me to say that about Tom Brady, if there's anybody that can ruin Peyton Manning's Little, little fiasco that he's got going on now. Ruin his hot streak. It is Tom Brady. That game, I think it'll be a good game. I think that has the possibility to be probably the game of the week. Um, you know, between maybe you know Denver, New England, or Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, for whatever reason, Belichick and Brady and and the rest of those guys really know how to play Tom or really know how to play Peyton Manning. But I'll go. I'm gonna go. New England in this game, um, they're playing hot. You know, Tom Brady had a huge, huge game this past weekend. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to be coming in hot, so I think I like them to win that game. Well, yeah, and then uh, I, th- I think he got mad because everybody was telling him that he was old. So. Yeah, so he's just really been playing with fire underneath him. Oh, yeah. Um, Oakland at Seattle. I'm going to Seattle. I'm not going to Oakland. <laughs> it's kind of like the Jaguars. You- yeah, you know. Did I, did I pick Oakland last week? I think you did. Yeah, you know, I had high hopes for y'all. Y'all are zero and seven now, and now y'all gonna be zero and eight. All right, um, no, yeah. Seattle. Seattle is is in the bit of a, a slump right now, mm-hmm. and every every slump needs a slump buster, and that's what Oakland's gonna be for yeah. the Seahawks. They're gonna be their stepping stone, and you know they're gonna get right back on track um, with Marshawn Lynch, and everybody's gonna get right back on the same page. So I picked Seattle to win that game as well. I, I think it's gonna be ugly. I think it's gonna be a a, a blowout win. For oh, Seattle. Yeah. Now watch, we'll say that, and, and Oakland will come out and blow Seattle out of the water. Then I'll get that phone call from my friend who's a diehard Oakland fan because he's so mad now because they haven't won a game. Oh, I bet. You, oh, yeah. That's Matt. Matt um, Matt Cart, he's a diehard Oakland Raiders fan. Oh, man. I, I, I used to be sort of an Oakland Raiders fan, but then I was like, I don't know. Everybody likes them. But, you know. I thought they would be better than this coming into the season. Yeah. They have a good – you know, they're a good defensive team, but they just – I don't know. It's the Oakland Raiders, man. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. Um, and the last game of the week, I will toss this to you since it features your team. Uh, you know, the Monday night game, uh, Indianapolis at the New York Giants. I'm going Indianapolis for this because, you know, they had a tough loss in yep. uh, Pittsburgh this past weekend. So, and for for the record, okay, the the safety call that they done in that game, I call that complete bull crap. <laughs> I got I was so mad during that, you know. They oh we don't have enough sufficient evidence to turn it over. I seen the ball coming out of his hand. Okay, <laughs> I could see it, and I'm in West Virginia. I, uh, 
my so rant's stuck over. Stuck a chord with you, huh? Yes. So you're going, you're going Colts <laughs> over Giants. Oh yeah. All right. Definitely. Um, I, I agree with you. The Giants, you know, they're playing, they're playing all right. But I think Andrew Luck and the rest of the Colts offense and the rest of their team as a whole will be fired up from that loss. Yeah. And uh, they're gonna, you know, like you said, you know, you know, it's not the rivalry between the Giants and the Colts isn't what it used to be when it was brother versus brother. The, the Manning Bowl. But I'm sure, you know, the Colts still like to play the Giants and, and beat up on old Eli. Yeah. So um, I, I think the Colts will win that game. And um, that's going to go ahead and wrap the show up for us today as um, we get ready to, to finish our week off strong. Um, as I said, you know, El Jefe Loco and myself will be uh, providing the play-by-play and caller commentary caller commentary for the West Virginia State University football team this weekend as they travel to Notre Dame College in Ohio, um, up near Cleveland around Lake Erie, um, to to look to, you know, pick up another Mountain East Conference win and uh, just looking forward to a great matchup there. And um, hopefully you can, uh, if you're in the Detroit area, Detroit-Cleveland area, hopefully you can come out and uh, watch your alma mater play if you're an alumni yeah. member. Um, I know they're going to have a tailgate um the, the, I think the president's going to be there from West Virginia State, and Where, a couple up, uh, up at Notre Dame. Yep, that's awesome. There's going to be a couple. There's going to be a, like a, a little contingency of West Virginia State University fans up there. Um, so hopefully we have a turnout like we did at Urbana. Yeah, we have a lot of fans at Urbana, so we definitely travel well in the state of Ohio. So hopefully, you know that continues here, and hopefully we we come back two and zero in the state of Ohio and, oh, yeah. and get another win up there. Um, and that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening to the Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly. And I'm Ejo F.A. Loco. Go State! Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.